Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rimple. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Well, Claudia, we come to the end of our series on playing favorites today. It's going to be sad to see this one go, which makes me think I have a little loss experience at the end of every series. I I don't know, but you might have some favorites. (laughs) Oh, but we've been having fun with kind of these little office romances that pop up between us and either certain people or certain technologies or certain policies and procedures that kind of go outside the bounds of rational decision-making and what's best for the firm and kind of go into a new category that's out there that you know we prefer them. We just like them. We just gravitate toward them. They're just easier and better and for other reasons. And in one sense, there's no problem to that. In another sense, we've been uncovering a few problems with playing favorites. Well, today, Carl, we're talking about um, our favorite office culture. So tell us a little bit more about that. Well, that's what we're about, isn't it? Workplace cultures, thinking intentionally and systematically about how, to, how we do things and what kind of place we want. And it's in the news a lot now, I like to think, because of us. But we'll take a hold on that one for now. And um, so Google is uh, famous for its you know, casual yet hardworking culture where food and games going on all the time, but people kind of live there and work nonstop. And um, accounting firms are famous for being, you know, really intense and working hard all the time until you serve your time. And then you get to be in a different status and then people work for you. And, you know, there's this kind of competitive push, push, push going on all the time. And we recognize this in different workplaces. You can go in there and there's a sense of what kind of place this is. People like it and they're working hard. People are, are intense and competitive. People are cooperative and collaborative. They're kickback. There's a lot of different environments, workplace cultures out there. Now, and we could talk about which ones work for us and which ones work against us too, but that's not our issue today, is it? It's playing favorites. This is a tough one because the leader is usually the one who is instrumental in building the culture that's there. If they believe in this at all, if they're aware of it at all, they have a lot at stake in why that's there. In fact, if you go on Google's website, you know what they say, we're looking for this type of person. If you describe yourself professionally, we're not going to look at your resume. You need to tell us something really quirky and interesting about yourself. That's how they're intentionally trying to find the people they want to work. But do you think that works all the time? It can't. I mean, I'm sure there are people who abuse certain situations or at times in your kind of work experience where you may not be challenged and, you know, a fun-loving culture is fine, but you're also not really pulling your weight. Exactly. Lots of things can go wrong with it. I know Microsoft, for example, to use another technology company, has you know run into problems as their size has ballooned over the last 25 years so that to do programming the way they've done it gets more has gotten more and more complicated how much code needs to be written and you know the holes that there can be and just it's you know mushroomed so what worked at one size wasn't working well on a huge scale so that smaller firms could come up and just be innovative in one small little area and make a breakthrough and put that breakthrough out on the table. And then four other firms would use that breakthrough in their small little thing that they were 
working on and passionate about and have a breakthrough. And then that breakthrough got used and, you know, the whole computing world changed right around them. How it changed, the culture of development changed. So we can get in those situations. Another thing to pay attention to when the culture we've created isn't serving us well anymore. What are some other um, kind of clues or aspects that we might be looking for in um, in sort of kind of deciphering what, what kind of culture are we holding on to that kind of keeps, you know, I think is sort of, you know, keeping our company together? Mm-hmm. Well, what we're looking for most easily, what's most easy to spot, especially if you have a lot at stake, is I would look for what I call disconnects. Unexpected, not random, but disconnect. So you you pride yourself on, let's say, being a collaborative place where anyone is willing to stop what they're doing to help someone else. And for certain people, um, you start noticing kind of a competitiveness and uh, trying to beat each other and trying to do better than each other. So that's what I would call a disconnect. So it's not that there's anything wrong with a competitive workplace. That's a valid culture of its own. But what you're observing is something's going on that is making competitiveness work for these people when we're trying to enforce, encourage collaboration. So then you kind of got to look at that. But it becomes your clue that there's something to look at. So you either need to rein them in and say, no, we are going to be collaborative here. Or you're going to look at why that's developing and maybe open things up to being a little more competitive. But that doesn't answer the question of which is better for the firm. So if you're playing favorites and you just love collaboration. I'm a very collaborative person. I love working alongside other people. I love encouraging them, empowering them. I would do anything for anyone. I, and equally, I hate being competitive. Takes me down, doesn't energize me. But that's me. So if I wasn't thinking, I, what ha- would happen, what I would do if I wasn't thinking is this minute I saw competitiveness amongst the teams, I'd squash it. I'd say, uh-uh, not here. Not here, not now. And sincerely believe that was best for the firm because I believe in what collaboration can accomplish. But that would be the blind favoritism I don't want to do. What I do want to do is I want to pay attention that something's going on that for those people is paying off. They're getting something out of whatever they're doing, chasing, putting each other down, racing. Um, when know, it may be something that's kind of left at a professional level, it encourages them. They don't like working on a team, but you know, there's not something they're internalizing. It may be, and, but it's worth looking at. A common area that I actually have experienced is the uh, reward structure, the compensation system, the bonus system of the firm was given out based on certain sales results. Well, even though the culture and the encouragement and the leadership were all saying collaborate, collaborate, work with each other, compensation structure was saying, compete, compete, compete. (laughs) You'll get a reward. I got to get it. They went for it. You don't get it if you help the other office. The other office gets the sale. So that's, and that's what I mean. It doesn't answer the question. So in that case, when you explored why the competitiveness popped up, if you thought about it, you'd come and notice that it was right there in the compensation system. And that either worked, you got more sales and you could go that direction or you could say, ooh, i got to change my compensation system so that it rewards collaboration. Does that make sense? I'm trying yes. to draw two distinctions here. One between honoring either culture being possibly the best one, and yet being able to pay attention to what's going on so that you can think about it and explore the real underlying dynamic. 
Well, as in all of our series, in each of the categories, we haven't condemned having a favorite. Mm-hmm. That's not our intention. Our intention isn't there's something that works and you like it and it works for your style. Our intention is to not go into those situations blindly to be able to kind of pull back and say, you know, what am I, what am I missing? What are the consequences of being sided with one thing? Mm-hmm. And so that's what we want, right? That's, yeah. we want that dialogue within ourselves in this place where we have an ability to make decisions and influence a lot mm-hmm. to kind of open our eyes. Yes. And the problem is, since we're the person, it's hard to open your own eyes. So we need these other clues. And the disconnects are, are the clues to, that help us see. So, you know, if you find yourself saying anything like, it's impossible to find good people. I can't, you know, nobody wants to work anymore. Okay, well, no, that can't possibly really be true. So that disconnect is just a clue. Maybe there's something that goes on here that people don't like working in. You know, oh, young people are so rude. No, it's, you know, these broad experiences. You know, maybe the common denominator is you. You know, you know maybe you are too intimidating and too forceful and when distributing work. So people resist you before you even get there because that's their only chance. So your experience of everyone is that they're resistant. Well, if you changed how you approach them, they might not. Same with the um, same with you know the other example that I've already left my brain. If you look at how it got there, it might have nothing to do with your original assumption. But what you got to do is have a clue to test that assumption. Well, as always, we want people to have working places that are positive working places where really the job is getting done because that's the point right, is to have a sort of fulfillment in a a product being, you know, made or, you know, clients being satisfied. And so that's always our intention is to help people work better. Mm -hmm. Without making excuses, which would be all that matters are results. So I don't have to think about any of the things you guys say. And it's okay for me to go ahead and be a SOB because I get results. Like, no, you're not paying attention to certain things. If you think you're getting good results as you are, you know, you probably could get better results if you thought about some of these other things. Well, we're thankful for you for listening. We are concluding our series with playing favorites. We're on the blog at boldenterprises.com where we welcome your comments, suggestions, and stories, particularly bad stories. <laughs> so <laughs> we love to hear them. So we'll see you next time. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.